Am I on? Fantastic. Just before we open the Bible uh, together, just a, a couple of things that um, are worthy of celebrating. Uh, first of all, we rejoice with uh, Drew and, and Ebony. Uh, and also, just before we do that, uh, it was uh, a little bit of a miss, a miss of us, but also Nick and Sarah, I understand, have both, both couples have um, become engaged. Would you stand to your feet? Come on. Let's give him a proper round of applause. Just remain standing for a moment. It's always, just remain standing for a moment. It's always good, just remain standing for a moment. It's always good when uh, we're able to celebrate uh, good news. And uh, I, I say this regularly to, to young couples, that uh, you need to give everything to God. If you want something to work, and I get myself in trouble about this because I know there's great marriages that are built from people who aren't Christians. And this is where they've always tackled me. But I actually believe that Jesus in our lives and Jesus in our marriage can just, it's that extra ingredients that we need to actually make it work. And uh, I just want to encourage you to give God your very best. You may be on a bit of a journey, some of you on that, but give God uh, the very best and love each other, do things right. And uh, it'll all come God. So uh, we rejoice with you, don't we, church? We rejoice. So God bless you guys. Also, um, to say that uh, a few of the leaders are, are away uh, this, this weekend, just by the very fact that they've taken holidays. But uh, Phil and I just wanted to bring something to your attention that is really, really important. And we're going to be doing something special next weekend as part of the service. Let me just read this um, statement to you because it's very important that you understand this. The New Testament church found its leadership and governance entrusted to elders, always plural. It's the model which Arena Church embraces in this day. So we believe in leadership, we believe in eldership, and we believe in the plurality of those things. When I say eldership is not defined by age or how long someone has been in church, but more importantly, it's about spiritual maturity expressed in godly character and a concern and a heart and an ability to care and feed God's flock over which it is an overseer. So there are important uh, values that an elder obtains and has. The interchanging word for elder in the Bible shows eldership leading, feeding, guarding and protecting the people of God. So it's good for us at Arena Church to continue to add weight to our eldership. And if you're not sure who they are, there's information that you can get on the website around that. And uh, to that end, we've spoken to Andy uh, and Louise Richardson. And uh, we've been on a, a journey with them that has been, uh, I would have thought, about 18 months. We've been on this journey with them. And uh, we've come to the point where we really feel it's right and, and good for them to step into this eldership role. And uh, both Andy and Louise have accepted this challenge. And you better believe it is a challenge because the weight of uh, leadership and eldership, you feel it very strongly. So Andy uh, and his family have done that. They've been faithful partners of Arena Church for some years. And uh, we believe he's extremely suitable for this important role in the life of the church. So what I'm basically saying is we, we Phil and I and the leaders, we commend Andy and Louise to you. 
But if you have any questions or any comments, then if you could just refer back to Phil or myself, and we'll be happy to talk through any comments or or questions that you may have with that appointment. But next Sunday, we will be actually setting Andy and Louise, Andy in as an elder and Louise there as a support and family and praying God's best upon them. Amen? That's fantastic. I wonder if you would um, just stand to your feet for a moment. If you've got your Bibles, take them in your hands. I want to do something a little bit different. I want us to read the Bible together as we... uh, as we stand to our feet, and then I'm going to pray. And I want us, everybody who's, who's got any, any spiritual life in them, I want you to just begin to lift your hearts to God. Because I'm really believing that we're going to have a, a, a life-changing encounter this morning as we come before God. I want to read from Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. You all know it very well. It says this, Jesus speaking to his disciples before he ascends to his Father in heaven, but you, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. I wonder if we can pray this morning. Father, across this congregation this morning, thank you for the life of God that has been expressed in many different forms, in many different people, and many different people's voices. Thank you for every participation and contribution that has happened in the life of this church this morning. We rejoice in all that you are doing. But Lord, we come before you and we ask that your word would be planted in our hearts and also your word would live in our hearts. And Lord, we wouldn't just be hearers of your word, but we would also be doers of your word. And we ask this to the praise and glory of God. Stir something within us. Stir faith, hope in our hearts this morning. We ask this, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. If you'd like to take your seats, that will be great. This morning, I have the privilege and joy of speaking on the subject of big. And uh, it's a series that we've been working through with the lead up to the big idea. And uh, this morning, I'm going to be talking just for a few minutes about around big world. Big world. The reality is we do live in a very big world. I understand it gets smaller due to the fact of, you know, internet and just travel that's reduced in time. It would have been 50, 60 years ago that people would have sailed to Australia. Now they fly there. It would have been that we would have sailed and then horse and cart over to France. Now we can be there within two hours. It's just amazing. We traveled uh, many years ago uh, to Ireland And uh, within uh, getting to East Midlands and then over to Ireland, I think it was 50 minutes. It sometimes takes us longer from Hena into Nottingham, longer than 50 minutes. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And yet within 50 minutes, we were in Northern Ireland. Quite, quite amazing. The world is very big, but it does become very smaller. We live in this big world. 
We live in a complex world. We live in an exciting world. We live in a challenging world. We live in a, in a world that's full of different uh, countries and cultures and different sceneries. It's just a beautiful world. I want you to grasp the beauty of God's world. If some of you have never traveled, well, go and travel. Go and see the world. Go and enjoy the world. Go and see different parts of the world. Go and see different parts of the, of the UK. I look over at John last year. He made a decision that he was going to get on a push bike and he was going to go all the way up to Scotland on his push bike. And he did that. He went all around the Lake District and all up into Scotland and saw some wonderful, amazing, beautiful things. We live in a fantastic world. But also, we live in a very cruel world. Some of you have felt the cruelty of this world. Problems that exist within this world. There is a big problem in the world. There are many problems in the world. Would we all agree that this morning? And you might be here this morning in great need. I want you to just... Continue to give me your attention this morning because I really believe that God wants to speak to you very much. So we have this, this world in which, we, in which we live. Some of the um, problems of this world, let me just take a few, a, few, a few thoughts that I just had around the difficulties. Let me just make these statements. Never has, never has the world been so wealthy and yet for many so poor. All at the same time. Communication advances allow us to speak, contact in seconds, and yet we've never been so lonely. We've never had such, such sexual freedom like we have, and yet billions lead loveless lives. You see, sex doesn't equal love. Attractions, movies, new ideas get more and more people Sorry, attractions, movies, new ideas, all out there, yet more and more people are unfulfilled and bored. Information, education, colleges, schools, degrees, and yet there is a decline in morality and an incomprehension of values and absolutes. Let me give you, these were my statements that I wrote down, but let me give you the actual figures for those who think, well, I'm not sure about that, Christian. Here's just a few that I've read to you before. 145 million orphans worldwide. There are 1.75 billion people who are desperately poor. There are 3 billion who earn less than two pounds a day. There are 1 billion people who presently, at this time, at this moment, they're hungry. Each year, nearly 2 million children are exploited in the global commercial sex trade. 2 million Per year, three quarters of the world's income goes to 20% of the world population. If you earn £25,000 a year, you are in the top 4% of wage earners today. If you earn £30,000 a year or more, you are in the top 1% of wage earners today. These are the statistics. I want to tell you, I find them frightening. I find them utterly frightening. I find them they could overwhelm me if I reflect on them too often and too much. Because we live in this big world, but it is also a very cruel world at times. 
I could bring some statistics closer to home because of the ministries that we have running from Arena Church. For example, Food Bank and Arena Hope and the parents and toddlers and the youth and the children, Tracy, all those things. And the people that we come into contact with in our locality who are seriously beaten down, struggling, depressed, hurting, broken. Would that be true, guys, all those who work in those? These are the kinds of people that locally we would be working with too. It's a big world, but it's also a cruel world. Now, my question to you is this. If it's such a difficult world, you may ask yourself the question, well, what can I do about it? Good question. Because actually, sometimes we feel that we can't actually do anything. And I've just did something. It's a little bit crude again, but I've just drew a circle. This is you. This is your world. It's not a very big you, is it? And it's not a very big circle, but this is where we are. We're not David Cameron today. We're not Tony Blair, thank the Lord. We're not, uh, sorry, um, we're not, uh, you know, some dignitary. We're not some politician. We're not some superstar. We haven't got David Beckham in the house or any, you know, Hollywood superstar. Our worlds pretty much consist of the basic humdrum thing of lives. Help me this morning, is that true? Just the humdrum of life, we get up, we shower, we have breakfast, we clean our teeth, we go to work, many of us, or those who are retired, you may have, you know, grandchildren to look after and jobs that need doing, and all kinds of things that happen in our worlds. And most people breathe a sigh of relief when we come to Friday at five o'clock because it's clocking off time and now we've got the weekend to just enjoy and then we do Saturday and then Sunday we come to church and then Monday we just go again. Our world. We could just draw a circle around our world. And you may ask yourself the question, well, what can I actually do? You've given me some challenges in the world, but what can I actually do? Well, let me take you back to Acts chapter 1, because it's very, very important to understand this, because most Christians don't really get these verses. We don't get them because we don't live them. Jesus promised you would receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. The Holy Spirit is available to every single person here today. It's available to you now. The Holy Spirit is available to you. And we get all hung up about the thing of Holy Spirit. And my intention is not to go down the whole thing of to do with who he is, the person and what he does. But most people get hooked on the fact of tongues, speaking in tongues. And I'm a tongue-believing I believe in it. I believe that we can all speak in tongues. I believe those who speak in tongues edify themselves and build themselves up. And I think it's a fantastic thing to be able to do. But we miss the point if we just think that Holy Spirit coming upon us is all about tongues. Because actually what he wants to do is he wants to give us power. He wants to give us power to be a witness and power to live. Are you hearing me this morning? And so many of us don't get this. This is why I just addressed it just for a few minutes, because I thought it's worthy of a mention. Most of us live our worlds on our own. We try and lift the weight of life on our own. We try and sort challenges out on our own. We try and work mysteries out on our own. Even though Jesus lives in us and we come on Sunday, but we try and live this life out all 
on our own. And you come in on Sunday, some of you, and you're, you're miserable, you're quiet, you're withdrawn, and you've been trying to work things out. And you wonder why there's no life in you. It's because you're trying to do it on your own. And the power of the Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit, is that He wants to come and help you with your life in your world to make a difference. Wherever you are, to make a difference. Now, there was a time in my life, I'm going to make a difference. The kind of character I am. I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to shout louder. I'm going to work harder. I'm going to apply myself more. I'm going to make a difference. And I found myself just running around in circles, trying to make a difference, trying to make a difference, and getting weaker and weaker, more frustrated, more frustrated. Anybody with me? And just going further and further down, because I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to make a difference. It's going to be me who's going to make the difference. And the Spirit comes to me and says, Christian, you were never intended. That was never intended. I want to come upon you so you will receive Power, let me give you another illustration. This man's as strong as an ox. This man over here. Stand up, will you? I'm gonna, right, give me a piggyback. Up. Now listen to me. Now listen to me. Go across. Here we go. Yeah, I'll tell you what, he's as strong as an ox. Go on, put me down now. I'm feeling a little bit, feeling a little bit sick actually. <laughs> Come here, Mick, 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 come here, Mick, come here, come here. Listen to me. Sometimes we try and carry things on our own that we can't carry because you're not strong enough to carry them. There's things that happen in your life you're not meant to carry on your own. I know you want to make a difference. God knows you want to make a difference. But he doesn't want to do, do it. He doesn't want you to do it on your own. He wants you to jump on the back of Holy Spirit who wears a green t-shirt. <laughs> it just looks like the Holy Spirit. Actually, well, I don't know about that. But follow the Holy Spirit this man. Follow the Holy... He wants us... Let me get back to his He wants us to literally dive on the Holy Spirit. And let the Holy Spirit lead us and guide us. Now, gives us some intelligence and it's cool with that. I don't, again, I don't want to digress on that, but you get the point. Just dive. You'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You'll receive power. You'll receive help. You'll receive strength. All that you need is found in Holy Spirit. Now you can go and sit yourself down. Thanks, Meg. I'll tell you why you're a big lad to carry me. Phil just said he never flinched when he was carrying me. And I'm not telling you how, how much I weigh, but I tell you. He could probably bench press me as well, I don't know. But. We need to receive power from on high. I've got one other verse that I want to share with you and then I'm done. Literally. I don't think I need to say anymore. Big world. If we are to make a difference in the world, it's going to come through our world. We understand in our world and receiving the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, the other verse I want to just bring to you is going to be on the screen. If we can put it on, 
It's found in Esther. Di would never have known that she, I never knew Di was going to be in this morning. But she quoted the verse. I can't, because of time, I don't want to give you the background to the story, other to say that there was trouble in that, you know, the Jews were going to be annihilated. There was going to be serious genocide that was going to be going on. They wanted to be wiped out. And this beautiful princess, Esther, her uncle comes to her and said, if you remain silent at this time, Relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place, but you and your father's family will perish. And who knows that you have come to the royal position for such a time as this. Oh my God. We heard something about three, four weeks ago. At, uh, Phil put together a central conference and the keynote speaker was John Partington. He ministered from this. I tell you what, I was so inspired in my heart. It's lived with me from that. Who knows we've been born at this time for such a time has this. You must understand the Holy Spirit is poured out. You can receive the Holy Spirit so then you can make a difference for such a time as this. So your world can become larger and larger. Your reach can become much more extensive. Who knows that some of you here today, God's going to send you to other parts of the world. Some nurses are going to go and join AD in KDMC in Ghana because he needs help. Some doctors are going to get inspired. Some people are going to be planted out into China and planted out into Europe and planted out into Asia. Some people are going to plant churches up and down the length and breadth of this nation from this house. God's going to use you, some of you, to affect Cotmanay, Kirk Allen. Ilkeston Town Centre, you're going to affect that school, you're going to affect that office, you're going to affect that street that you live on. That's your world. God is going to use you for such a time as this. Don't say my world is small. You just hop on the back of Holy Spirit and see what he will do with your life. He will take you places. Some of you, we never thought, I never dreamed of going there. I never wanted to go there. But God's going to open up doors for you to go and visit and for you to go and minister his life into this broken, needy world. I've I've sat under a number of ministries, of course, Eric and, and George, and George Ridley uh, down in Milton Keynes, one of his favorite verses, I think it's probably one of his life verses, would have been found in Matthew 28. And there's a line in there where, it's, where Jesus says, go into all the world. Go into all the world. We have a big world. We have a big need. We have a big God who makes you a big person in this big world to meet this big need in Jesus' name. That is what I believe. The Holy Spirit wants to come and help you, every one of us, to make a difference in this world. As I close, what will stop this? Your own limitations. Who was here when I did the laundry basket? Yeah. Oh, I'd like a few more encouraging. Who was here when I had the... I'm feeling a bit insecure now. Okay. Holy Spirit, come back. Okay. The reality is we live with limitations. 
What will stop God using your life in a big way, in this big world, to reach this big need? Your own limitations. Your own insecurities. Can't. No such word as can't. I was taught that as a young boy. It's won't. It's won't. Oh, that can't happen. Why can't it? Well, because of where we live again. Who, who gives us stuff of where we live? Who gives... Who, God might want to put Ilkeston on news at 10. Have you thought about that? He might want to put Ilkeston on news at 10. Leone, as a result of all the outstanding things that's going to happen through Big Idea. We've just got to trust God. We've just got to leave it with God. But who says that good can't come from our lives and good can't come from this town and good can't come from Mansfield and good can't come from this area? I want to tell you, I ain't living with any limitations. It's not about Mansfield, by the way, and it's not about Ilkeston. It's about the M1 corridor. It's about the world. God loves the world. I'm committed to the world. I'm not just seeing these two towns. We're not just seeing these two towns. We're seeing this area. To the glory of God. There's a banner that's going to go across it. To the glory of God. I'm believing that churches are going to rise. I think they believe that churches are going to be re-established. Churches are going to be pioneered. We're going to have homeless hostels running across the length and breadth of this area. We're going to have nurseries. And we're going to have play groups. And we're going to have children's outreaches and youth outreaches. We're going to have food banks covering the whole area. We're going to have big idea in Mansfield. Leone, get ready. Big idea in Ilkeston. Big idea, wherever you want to put, we believe it in Jesus' name. Now, some of you are thinking, oh, he's just a dreamer. Yeah, I'm a dreamer. But I believe that God takes my life, big Holy Spirit, big God, living in me, in this big world, to meet this big need, and he's going to do a big miracle to the glory of God. And who's going to get the glory? He's going to get all the glory because we recognize that we're actually we're quite insignificant because we remember our lives how it was before. We were just running around, scratching around, not doing an awful lot. But God comes to our lives and does something great with our lives and we recognize it. it's only him. You know, some people talk about what's the greatest need in the world. Is it the trafficking of children? Is it poverty? Is it education? Is it medical? Is it clean water? All those things are drastic. I'll tell you, the biggest need in the world today is for the church to arise. It's the church to arise. God is looking down and saying, for goodness sake, will you please hop on my, excuse the pun, sorry if it offends you, hop on my back, get plugged into me, love me, serve one another, and see what I can do See what I can do in this, in this area. I get fed up that we dark Europe with dark England. It's all bad. Why don't we turn it in Jesus' name? Why don't we believe that God's going to do something so amazing amongst us? He's going to pour out his spirit on you and me. And we are going to be the catalyst to change or be part of changing the world. Oh, I feel empty now. I feel better for that. My goodness, if you are wanting to receive power from on high, I'm not going to encourage anybody to come out, but you're serious. You might be full of the Holy Spirit, but you want to be more full of the Holy Spirit. In a moment, I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet. But before I do that, if you have never committed your life to Jesus Christ, 
If you have never said yes to God and you, that's like you in your world. You're running around and just getting no better. It's just running around. And you wonder why you feel so depressed and so burnt out and so messed up. And You need God. You need God. Jesus came because he loves you. You. And you just need to simply say, Jesus I receive you as my Lord and as my Savior. While every eye is closed, let's just bow our heads. Is there someone this morning who says, Christian, oh, I felt it this morning. I don't understand it all, but I want to receive Jesus. Is there anybody today who would say, I want to receive Jesus. Just raise your hand where you are this morning.